Okay. How do you want me to say it? Yeah, I don't know how you want me to say it. Okay, okay, fine. Whatever, whatever. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions or the people we work with or the places of our work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is somewhat accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of error. Privacy is of our utmost importance to us. That didn't make any sense. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in this podcast have been changed or altered to protect the patient's and the other people confidentiality the website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever including but not limited to the establishing of any type of care or legal sense or basis for expert witness testimony no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made on this podcast. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, interacting on social media with the people who are speaking on this podcast, will it conclude to be any type of professional relationship whatsoever. MCM does not receive any money for this podcast, but hopefully one day he will. If you find any errors in this podcast, please send your messages to someone else. This podcast is owned by MCM and is being broadcast only for the purposes for fun, entertainment, information, and a whole host of other reasons. Take care and have a good time. Maybe your maybe your stupid opinions aren't right. And like, are you so sure your life is going so much the way you want it to go? And you're such a bloody paragon of virtue and the light is shining out every orifice and everyone who disabuses you of your notions is evil. Hey everyone, how you doing? This is your Probably Right Podcast, and I am your host, MCM. I hope you are all well and fine today. Thanks for coming out. And remember, this is MCM, this is your Probably Right, and you are welcome in my house anytime. So, what will we be talking about today, you wonder, I suppose? Let's see. Hmm... Oh, right, you know what? Before I get into it, so I'm gonna be talking about um, forgiveness. Hmm. I think I've talked about this a little bit before, and I guess probably the only people who talk about forgiveness are those people who need to be forgiven. It's kind of like the people say that you know what, money's not everything because I don't have any. <laughs> those are usually people who say it. That's what they say, though, right? But of course, I've actually heard people who have a lot of money talk about money's not everything and talk about how fleeting and how, you know, um, all this vanity and vexation of spirit. And 
that was a very, very rich person. So is that true? Maybe it's just a way of demeaning those people who have nothing or those people who make statements that are grandiose or without evidence, maybe. Anyhow, <laughs> what am I saying, right? Okay, here we go. So first, what are we going to do? 10 not so random questions. And here, here's the kicker. I haven't actually read these questions before. So if you hear me stumbling on it, it's because I actually have to think about it. But luckily we have the beat behind me. So as I said before, if I'm rambling, hopefully I'll slow down. And if you hear a pause, it's because the guy behind the microphone is actually doing his best, not just to ramble on some nonsense and actually think about what he's saying before he says it. But maybe that's just an excuse. So I get time to think about what I'm thinking and what I'm saying and what I'm going to say. <laughs> Whatever. First question. Let's see. What's the best advice you can give to help plan a career rather than simply work to keep a job? Hmm. Well, like many have said before me, first of all, when searching for a career, I would say do your best to educate yourself along the lines of your desire as far as work is concerned. And of course, people often say, see if you can find a career and in an area in which many cases, if it were possible, that you would do it for free. In other words, I guess the best case scenario in this situation would be, let's just say you won the $100 million lottery. You have the house you want, the car you want, probably the mail you want, even though people say um, you can't buy love but that could be debated. <laughs> um, well, certain types of love anyway. Um, but if you have everything in a material sense that you want and need and could ever want or need, I suppose, and you wanted to stay active, you wanted to help out the common uh, person, man, without, I guess, handing over all your money. <laughs> um, you wanted to give back in some way, shape or form, as long as it wasn't all of your dough and put you back to the poorhouse. Think about what you would do there. And if you could find out a way now, pretend you, okay, so obviously you don't have that money. So now you are you, and I'm just saying monetize that, whatever it is, whatever you would do for free, try to find something down that career path if possible rather than just working for a paycheck it is not very fun not very satisfying to just work for money 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 pay your bills do whatever on the weekend wait for your vacation to come and do it all again 
or I do it every week or whatever it is. So my advice, I guess, as far as your career path, I would say is try to do something that you care about. Um, definitely if you're a Christian, which I hope you are, I would say do something that <clears throat> you believe God's called you to do according to your skills, according to your blessings, according to, you know, stewardship, you know, something's been put in your hand to do very well or possibly better than average. I'm not necessarily saying you should compare yourself to other people, but you should be trying to do what you're good at. And we're not good at all things and we can't do everything. You know, this lie that people tell you that, you know, oh, you know, you can do anything you want to do. Hmm. We really can't. <laughs> Many of us don't have the aptitude. Some, well, most of us don't have the intelligence for certain things. Just because you can work in your corner liquor store or your corner uh, shoe store, it doesn't mean that you're wired to be a nuclear physicist or a marine biologist, George. Just because your name is Art Vandalay, it doesn't mean you're going to be an architect. Just because you like to talk on a microphone doesn't mean that you're going to be made for TV. Maybe you have a phrase for radio. <laughs> but at the same time, again, beating a dead horse, I would say the best advice I could give you to help you plan a career rather than simply work is to try to find courses that you could take that hopefully align with your skill or your skill set and your aptitude and work out from there. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have to work hard in an area that you don't necessarily excel at, but if you just work hard, hopefully in that direction and just trust that God will give you the grace and the mercy to put you into where you're supposed to be in and it won't be too torturous. <laughs> and that's all I could say about that. Second question. How do you encourage innovative ideas? How do I encourage? Well, it depends on whose innovative ideas are they? Are they mine? <laughs> and I'm trying to encourage my thoughts, my processes of um, thinking. I would say, okay, well, if it's for me, then I try to think outside the box, I guess they say. And I know it's pretty cliche to say that, but, um, you know, the cliches are cliches for, for reasons. And I would try to think about if I can work smarter and not necessarily harder in most of the situations. I'd try not to just do whatever and hope for the best. You know what I mean? I think I would try different things. I think it's boring and I guess it depends on the type of person you are as well. You may want to try to do something a little bit different um, every time, even if you're keeping up with um, productivity, 
Maybe you might want to pull it from a different angle. It might be more advantageous or more um, accurate or more helpful if you try doing whatever you're doing from a different way until maybe you perfected it in the way that you want to. And therefore, that idea that you come up with by trying different things might actually I guess back up whatever innovative idea that you have and it might be a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. And moving right along. Third question. How would you describe your personal style? Well, first of all, I wouldn't describe my personal style, but I know that's a pretty corny thing to say, but as far as my style, I would, I guess I would consider my style fashionable, but yet unique, trendy and coordinated yet off <laughs> a little, I guess. That's my answer and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Four. Do you have a mentor? How have they influenced you? Yes. I say, I would say I've had many mentors, um, most notably my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I do my best to take on the wisdom set in the Bible, the full 66 books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelations and everything in between. I also would call my father my mentor. He, I remember, I can still vividly hear him in my ear saying certain things to me. Um, you know, it's funny that, you know, your parents speak to you. If you're, if you were so lucky to have a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, and a friend or a caregiver, um, say certain things to you over almost mantra like to have you remember what they're saying to you why they're saying it to you long after you're after they're gone and it means sometimes most times way more to you when they're gone because that understanding sometimes doesn't come on to later it's kind of why i do this podcast because I realize sometimes speaking to my kids, although, you know, I'm sure I've had the same mentor mentee um, relationship with them. I and I'm sure they um, will have conversations or have had conversations by people such as my father or myself to my kids if you I'm twisting this up but basically some of the stuff that has been said have have fallen on deaf ears never to be remembered again so doing this podcast when my kids want to look back and maybe hear something that their old man wanted to say or maybe not my kids just other people even you um you can look back and say oh oh that's what that meant you know what I mean? Um, and that's my answer as far as that is concerned. And how have they influenced me? Well, they've influenced me in many ways. Because 
you know, I, I as I get older now, you know, I'm on the other side of the road, some would say, over the hill. Um, I'm realizing how little I do know. I haven't grown to think or through understanding of the scriptures or through education um, scholastically or like um, in academia, although fairly limited. Um, I don't feel that I know everything. I don't feel that I've arrived. I don't think or feel like I'm a know-it-all. Um, the wisdom I have, at least the only useful wisdom I have, comes from the Word of God. I'm, I would say, a simpleton. I am limited um, in various ways, mentally, I would say just being honest and you know I've come to understand from experience and you know learning that God uses the people who are simple and not clogged up and difficult or complicated to express his wisdom to other people and in general I think that's what I do through the grace of God and and I thank God for that. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't have anything of myself. And what I know that my father has imparted to me, in me, um, has come from the same place. The scriptures. God's word. Okay, moving right along. What do you do to constantly challenge your underlying beliefs and assumptions. Well, to challenge my underlying beliefs, well, the under, only underlying beliefs, and you know, it sounds kind of deceptive, but the, my belief system is based on the scriptures. And I don't challenge it because I have faith in it. But not to say that I've ever just accepted it. It's like saying anybody from any religion, oh, I just accept it because that's the word and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. I actually check one scripture against another scripture to see if they're in line. I mean, God's word is in line. One word explains another word in the scriptures. That's how we know it's true. That's why we know it's not fabricated. That's why we know it's not changed. I know a lot of people will say, oh, the scripture has been changed, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe it, yada, yada, yada. Fine. If that's your uh, assumption or if that is your belief, good luck. I know that this society, as I will speak on later, a little bit about it, has been based off of this scripture. Although people um, may not admit it, but that is so. And I guess you can check your history books if you'd like. See where our law, our legal system came from. Um, even though people don't necessarily adhere to the laws that are set forth, they tend to um, throw their culture and their idea, ideologies in there to really muck up things quite well. Um, but I do... Think about it. I'm like, if this is so, this is so, then why is that? Even in the scriptures. So not to necessarily test them, 
but it's like you're not and you're not putting God on trial nor his words on trial as a Christian you are just I guess seeing new mercies in his word realizing how true they are as you go day by day especially when you're meditating on the word there's words that I've read as a as a young man growing up from the Bible that meant one thing <clears throat> and I've read them again maybe 10 years after or even a year after or five months after and situations will happen in my life and I realize that same scripture is even deeper than I first thought it to be. So I don't really challenge the scriptures because I have faith in those scriptures. After all these many years, I don't feel the need to challenge it or argue amongst myself about whether this is that or that is that. And um, as far as my beliefs and my assumptions now, that's a whole other thing because that's, if it's mine, <laughs> then yes, sometimes I will have assumptions and I realize the best thing is not to assume. And obviously, you know, we know that whole saying about assumptions, but um, you, I, I guess you, you try not to jump to conclusions, but to never assume anything, um, I would say you're asking for trouble, <laughs> but as a general, in a general sense, I try not to just assume that I know everything at the same time. All right. Would you do anything differently if given the opportunity? <laughs> no, I would do everything. This, you know, of course I would do. I would do so many things. There's so many um, situations I talk about as a young man. Um, maybe I would have taken on my bullies in a different way. Um, maybe I would have listened harder to what my father had to say. I would have, um, attempted to stick out playing the guitar a lot longer than I did. I would have put more into so many other things that I've done in my life. So I guess there's so many things that I would have changed. I mean, a life full of regret, it's there. But um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sorrowful. I'm not saying that, you know, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. I wish I went here. I wish I was this, this person, or I wish I bought that, or I wish I did this job or learned that or read that. Maybe, maybe read more books, you know, I would have tried to um, buckle down and, you know, hit some really good um, knowledge in that respect just the world knowledge just to see how people really tick. Not that I wanted to drag it along and mix it in with what I think or what the scriptures tell me, but you know, I would have done maybe a little bit more exploration. I would have given a little more time to um, having longer, more in-depth conversations with people like my father. Um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. Let's see. How and where do you find inspiration? Um, I, I see where these questions are going and, uh, you know, 
I would say as far as some of the things I do, I find inspiration all over. I find inspiration from the Bible. I find inspiration from my life. I find inspiration in what I see with my eyes. Thank God for my eyes. There's so many people who can't see and so many of us who overlook and don't consider the amazing gift of sight that we have or hearing or the fact that we can speak or the fact that we have hair or the fact that we have water to clean water to drink or the fact that we can sit underneath somewhere and listen to someone such as myself rather than just having to work from night to day every day all day back back breaking work or the fact that i can have somewhat of free speech to say what I feel like there's so many things that can inspire you. So, I mean, what doesn't inspire you, you know, I guess would be probably a better question, but then there's so many things that do that you would say you would think wouldn't like when you see somebody hurting someone else, it's like, wow, that inspires me to stand up for my, my fellow human being. It, you know, like negative things can inspire you in, in the right way. Trials and tribulation can inspire you in the right way to hang on, to do what you're supposed to do, to listen to God's word and understand that you don't know everything and you need his word because it is infinite and we're finite people. So I could go on, obviously. <laughs> Let's see. How do you keep your feelings separate from your decision making? <laughs> well, it's not always easy because, you know, we have feelings and feelings affect us and feelings can be good and feelings can be bad. If it's a good feeling, chances are you want to do it again. I hear that's what happens with people who have done certain types of um, stimulates, drugs, um, the reason why they do it again is because they did it before and it felt good and they're searching for that same good feeling. Although apparently you're always searching for that same um, situation and that's why people go after it, I suppose. At least that's what they say. But um, <clears throat> I also realized that with there's, you know, on the other side, there's the pain. And I try to separate my decisions from my pains because if I didn't, there's many things that I would never do that are necessary, along with there's certain things that I've done that shouldn't be done. And if I stayed on that path, then I would do nothing but wrong all the days of my life. So I tried to, again, Go back to the Bible. This is why the Bible is important to someone like me. That's why the word of God, you know, directs my life and directs my choices. Now, am I saying I don't fall? No, because I do fall. I do miss the mark. I do sin. But knowing that I, I have a God who is better at making decisions for my life than I am, I can lean on 
his understanding and not trust in my own understanding because I know that he'll guide my path and show me the way to go. Hope you get that. Okay. What values are you committed to? Well, we already know. I'm committed to my value in the word of God. Simple. Of course, you can say you have value for family, but it's in the Bible. You can say you have a family, you have a value for your work. Well, yes, it's in the Bible. That's my whole point. I, I understand that because a lot of people don't understand what's in the Bible. They just assume it's just, you know, you fall to this religion and this God out there somewhere. No, there is so many things in the world that have to do with what is in those scriptures. And as I said before, to lean on them would be the best decision that I could ever do in all of my situations. I'll acknowledge him and he'll direct my path. How do you balance your work and home life? Hmm. You know, seeing that so much of us have um, worked remotely over the last few years and, um, and even when not working remotely, I, the balance is pretty simple. It's work like you're working for God when you're doing your job. And when you're going home and you go home, you are again loving and working in your home around your family. And for those, you know, you have to care for again, like God is watching because he is. And you balance it by leaving work at work <clears throat> and taking home minimal, if necessary, to, um, I guess, advance your productivity, but not neglecting your responsibilities at home because they are more important. You can change your job 15 times over your lifetime, but really, you can't really change your life or your family in that way. Your life is your life and you are going to be you from when you're born till when you die, even though you'll change in certain respects as far as what you look like and your abilities. But um, you'll still be you and your daughter will be your daughter. Your son will be your son. And if you're blessed, your spouse will be your spouse throughout your um, life. If you are so blessed to have a spouse. Um... Do you have any books that you would suggest I read? Yes. And you know what that is. It's the Bible. All right. So that'll do. That's a good little time there. I think I'm going to shut this one down and I'm going to pick it up. But one thing I wanted to say before I end this one. And I'm not sure how well this is going to read, but um, here, this is something that I wrote this morning and it actually ties into forgiveness, but I'm going to hit that on the next episode. Why do we as people always believe that God is talking to other people in his scriptures. 
The average Christian in Western society realized that the laws of the land are based on the Bible and most of the intriguing films, relationships in various ways also are balanced and weighed against the scriptures in the Holy Bible. We hear good words. Some of us even speak the good words of the Bible, but for some reason, when it should hit home and change our actions and behaviors towards our fellow man, woman, or neighbor concerning Christians, we take it upon ourselves to add to the scriptures and to put statutes of limitations on God's word. And many of us do that in terms of forgiveness. I will forgive you after this amount of time. I will forgive you after you do this certain exploit or that certain trick. You jump through this hoop. Who do you think you are? We act like there is an expiry date on the word of God. Like God didn't know what he was saying. Like God has never seen an adversary as wayward as your nemesis, your next door neighbor, your garbage man, your boss, your wife, your child, your husband, your mother-in-law, etc. Or as if it was up to us to play editor-in-chief of God's holy newspaper. So what if others don't believe you? So what if other people won't humble themselves? It's your choice to sit in the seat of obedience and behave yourself. That's all I have to say today. This has been a short version, but a good version of your Probably Right podcast. Take care. I'm MCM. God bless you. Or should I say, may God bless you. Take care. Hey, come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh-oh, yeah, God, self-help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not-so-tough questions. And, all the while, understand that, listen, sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table. Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. <laughs> Hopefully, the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And, hey... Maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.